You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. This morning we're starting a new series as a church family. And uh, one of the things that's important to look at when we're following Jesus is that our faith needs to be active. It needs to be moving. It it isn't just something we put on the shelf and say, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I, I believe in Jesus. But actually, there needs to be an outworking of our faith. And so the title of our series is Faith at Work. Faith at Work. And this morning, we're going to start this series, and really kind of the foundation of it is in James chapter 2, and the, the, the passage of Scripture talks about um, our need for works to be accompanied by our faith. And in, in the very end, James goes so far as to say in verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. What James is ultimately saying is, we should be displaying good works as a direct result of the faith we re- received or we have. It isn't good enough just to profess it, but there actually needs to be a, a, an outworking of it. Why? It's because when Jesus comes and we say, God, I give my life to you. I give everything I have to you. His spirit comes and moves in us, dwells in us, and begins to call us to live a different life. We're called to be different people. We're called to be transformed to become like him. And so actually in every aspect of our lives, we need to start looking like him and acting like him. And there needs to be an outworking of our faith that affects the world around us. And actually it isn't being super spiritual, but it's actually something very practical he calls us to. And and as you read through James chapter 2, a lot of what is done is actually very practical things. God calls us to be transformed from the inside out. And so... What we're going to do is, uh, in this first week, we're going to look at how faith is at work in the marketplace. Now, being a Christian in the marketplace, that can be a challenge, can't it? It can be a challenge, to, you know, as Julian just shared, it can be a challenge to, to, to stand up and to, to let our faith be known. But actually, uh, I think it starts at a more grassroots level than even the profession of our faith. Now, I'll get to that at the end of the message. But there's a, there's a bottom line, there's a bottom layer in which our faith needs to start working out in the marketplace, in our jobs, if you're volunteering, whatever we're doing during the week that's, that's kind of in, involved in whether employment or an organization. There's, there's grassroots things that we have a responsibility to do that are very, very practical. It isn't up in the sky stuff, but it's actually on the ground stuff. It's the stuff that we do day in and day out that makes the biggest difference. And so we're going to read Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 to chapter 4, verse 1. Colossians 3, 22 to chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything. Now I just want to say, obviously the context of this passage of Scripture is written to those in slavery. Now hopefully your employment does not feel like slavery to you. Hopefully we're not in that stage. Uh, But... The reality is the principles that were given to those in this context is actually still applicable to us in employment or in the volunteering positions that we serve. So it says, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward, it is the Lord you are serving. 
Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong, and there is no favoritism. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you have a master in heaven. This is a great passage of scripture. Our, our work and the things that we do during our week, when God calls us to follow Him, He puts some very basic things in play. Our faith in work is not so much, again, about this, the profession of our faith, but actually it's about who we're serving when we go to work on Monday morning. Who is it that we're, we're living for on a, day -to -base, on a daily basis? And it starts with this understanding that, first of all, you and I are working for the Lord, aren't we? Our high calling as believers is not, we're not working for our employer, we're not working for an organization, we're not even volunteering for something. Actually, we are working for the Lord. When I show up for work on Monday morning, actually I am working for the King of Kings. He is my ultimate boss. He is the one that I'm serving with my life. And this has a, an amazing uh, challenge for us in, a, in how, we, how we do our jobs, how we, we serve those that are over us. And it has a significant uh, change in our perspective. And the first one is that what we're doing here on earth, Monday to Friday, or if you work weekends or shift work or whatever you're doing, actually has eternal consequences or eternal rewards. Right? We just read in scripture that actually what we're doing here on earth, actually even if there's no rewards here on earth for what we're doing, our, our, our work ethic, how we, we live our life, actually Jesus sees everything you're doing and keeps note of it. Everything that you do, when the eye of your employer is not watching you, God is watching. He's seeing what's, what's happening. And he says, I will reward you. Now our rewards, yes, they can manifest here on earth, but actually I believe there's a reward waiting for heaven. There's, there's, a, there's something of, a, of an eternal consequence that when I'm serving in my everyday jobs, actually what I'm doing on a daily basis affects eternity. It isn't just going to the hospital as a doctor. It isn't just working in the office. It's not just working in the school. It's not just working my job and, and somehow that's separate from my walk with God. Actually, has everything to do with your walk with God. You are serving the Lord in that place. You just have a different role. God sees then everything that we're doing or not doing. Nothing is secret from the Lord. And this is part of what when we're called to work out with reverence for the Lord. Actually, everything that we're doing, God sees. And that's a, I guess in, in some of us, it's a challenge, isn't it? That everything we do on a daily basis, actually the Lord is watching. As I was meditating upon this thought that we're working for the Lord, I, I, I also then thought about this question. If we are working for the Lord, then how does he want us to do our job? What is his plan for my job? What are his thoughts about what I'm doing right now? What does he think? Do you know what? I don't know if you do this, but can I encourage you? We can bring our daily responsibilities in a workplace to the Lord. When you're solving a problem, when you're dealing with something in a very practical nature, do you know we can pray? We don't just pray about things that are kind of on the spiritual front of our walk with Him, but actually it's the very practical things. Do you know what? Do you know God knows everything about medicine? 
Do you know God knows everything about the automotive industry? He knows everything about schooling. He knows everything about construction. He knows everything about everything. You know, it isn't just the stuff in the Bible that God knows, but God is all knowing. He knows everything about your job that you're doing better than you do, better than your manager, better than anyone who's taught it at university. He knows your subject matter better than anyone. And we're serving him. And if he's our boss, then how do I do my job, God? Do you know, I believe there can be a prophetic, there can be uh, words of wisdom, there can be knowledge in the workplace in how we do our jobs. Because he's God. Faith can be at work in those contexts. When we're just doing the mundane things, God, uh, how do you spell? How, God, what is, what is the, what is the answer? I can't find this. God, what is, you know, God can be involved in every aspect of our day-to-day jobs. Isn't that amazing? We don't compartmentalize our workplace and our, our, our service kind of in the day-to-day things, but actually God can be in the center of everything because actually He is your boss. And if you got a question, why don't we just first ask Him? God, what do you think? Do you know, I believe in the supernatural answers that come when we, when we look to Him. I believe even God can have ways in how we do our job better. Maybe ways that even our employers don't even know about. God can give us creativity beyond what we can think. The gifts of the Spirit are to also to be active in these very mundane, normal things that we do every day. God can be working in those things, can't He? If God is our boss also, we work then with a motive of wanting to please Him. And can I just tell you, this affects every aspect of our attitudes and as, um, actions. In working for the Lord, these attitudes and actions should really exhibit the following things. To start with, we see in verse 23 that we are to work with all of our hearts. When your shift starts, you need to give God your very best. Can I tell you that? When you work in a secular field, whatever you're doing, do you know what? When you show up, you're there. You're ready to, to work. You're, you're ready to, to, to put your, your best foot forward. You show up with a positive attitude, not complaining, not working begrudgingly. Do you know what? Those kind of people just irritate the people around them. And your Christians should not be part of that category. When people work with you, they should be motivated to work harder. They should, there should be something about what you bring to the table when you're there that it motivates the whole team around you or, or whatever the, the context that you're working that I, I, I want this person is kind of way out. I want to be working like them. You know, a positive attitude at work can change an atmosphere just like a negative one can. And you and I have this opportunity to work for the Lord with all of our hearts, even in the jobs that we dislike. Because we're serving the King. We're washing the feet of, of the people around us in His name. All that we're doing is in His name. And if it's in His name, even if I don't like the job, even if I'm, I'm doing a job that I just think, dear God, I, I, there's something more to life than this. Do you know what? But in this moment, I'm going to serve you with all my heart and I'm going to put a smile on and I'm going to testify of who you are because God, I'm serving you right now. Do you know what? That changes perspective. And God notes these things. Our faith in action isn't, again, isn't it just about preaching to the people uh, that you, you work with, but it's about living a life that sets apart. That, you know, you're there working with all your heart as unto the Lord. 
Why do you work so hard? Why do you always have a smile on? Why are you, why are you working with this, this kind of heart? Because I'm doing it for God. I'm not doing it for the paycheck. The paycheck is just bonus. But you know what? I'm doing it because God has a plan. And being a Christian means I work for Him. When we give our lives to Jesus, you know what? We give our employment to Him as well. He becomes our boss, our master in everything. He's our master in everything. Again, even when we're volunteering, if God has called us and we're in a position where we're volunteering, you know what? We can be the best volunteer there is. Can I say, it's not just about paid employment. If we're volunteering, you know, we're there giving our very best. Again, not begrudgingly or not under this, this sense of, oh, I don't want to do this and everyone knows it. Nothing's worse than being with people who don't like what they're doing. Christians should be the hardest working people in any company or organization. I firmly believe it. We should stand out for the work ethic that we have. Can I say believers should never be described as lazy. It is not part of the characteristics of heaven. Jesus was never described as lazy. And you know what? As a follower of Jesus, that should never be part of our description. If people were to define our lives, it should never, lazy should never be part of it. Because God calls us higher. He calls us to live for Him. He calls us to serve Him with everything that we've got. And that's a challenge. Again, because we, we get focused on the, the, the earthly side of things. We don't like our boss. We don't like the company. We don't like these things. Because of that, look up. Look up. You're actually serving me. Can I just add a side note here? You know, even the apostles put this into practice. They weren't just teaching something that everyone else had to listen to. But you know what? When you read, just flipping over to two Thess Thess I'm struggling now too. Thessalonians <laughs> chapter 3. You know, this is what Paul writes. It says, In the name of the Lord Jesus, we command you, brothers, to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teachings you received from us. Okay, now listen to this. For you yourselves know you ought, uh, how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. What were they doing? What were they doing? They were, they were tent making, right? Paul was a tent maker. He worked. So that he wasn't a burden. He, he worked night and day. He set an example. And this was part of the teaching that, that he was telling them. You know what? We have a teaching that as believers, we're not to be idle, but we're to be working. And he goes on to say this. We did, we did this not because, uh, we do not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. Wow. We hear that some of you are idle. They are not busy, but busy bodies. For such people, are, um, we command and urge in the Lord Jesus to settle down and earn the, earn the bread that they eat. As for you, brothers, never tire in doing what is right. Do you know how Christianity is very practical, isn't it? This kind of stuff often we don't preach in church. We, 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 can, we like the, just the spiritual stuff. But you know what? Working for the food that we eat is very spiritual. It's a godly principle that you and I have. Now, obviously, I realized in this place and in Brighton, there are people that 
you've worked your, your years and you're enjoying the fruits of that time at the stage of life. And that's okay. It's okay. But you know what? There's still, even in retirement, we can still be busy for the Lord. And I know there's many people in the church that are retired, but not really retired. They're more busy than I am. Thinking of some people like Pauline. My. But you know what? That's, that's what it means. We, we don't retire from God's kingdom. We actually, we might not be in paid employment, but you know, we keep serving the Lord. We keep following Him and, and there's something God calls us to that keep, keep going. So we work with all of our hearts. The, the, the next thing is we do what has been asked of us. In verse 22, it says, obey your earthly masters in everything. I want you to say, in everything. Okay, what does that mean? Everything. Thank you. You guys are on it today. Wow. In everything. What does that mean? It means that when, when something is asked of us, we do it. In fact, it should be our ambition that when we go to work, we should never have to be told twice. If something's asked of us, we just do it. Okay. You want me to do it? That's part of my job description. I'm going to do it. Again, do you know what that, that's a godly principle. How is this godly stuff? Do you know what? It's in the Bible. And because it's in the Bible, it's something we need to do. Do you know what? It becomes a godly principle. When tomorrow morning you go to work, if that's, if you're in employment, do you know what? If something's asked of you, make a note of it and do it. Obey your earthly masters in everything. Just, just get on and do it. Do you know what? It shines out. You know, we, for those of you who don't know, we, uh, Don and I own a company. And uh, what's interesting about doing that is uh, we, we, we have all sorts of people that do work for us. And you know what? The people who stand out are the people when we ask them, all of them, to do certain things, the ones who do it. And there's some people you just have to keep asking and keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. And it frustrates me. <laughs> I show love and grace. To a certain level. But those who said, you know what, what you've said, I might not even agree with you, but I'm going to do it because that's what, I don't understand why you do it, you, you want me to do this, but I'll do it. Do you know what? They are a pleasure. They stand out. They're people that you think, you know what? We can build with these people. Do what's been asked of us. Can I, so the next thing is, is when we're working for the Lord, we need to work with integrity. Not just when the employer or manager is watching us. But this is the honesty and trustworthiness of our lives that needs to be part of every aspect of our jobs. You know, when we look at the story of Joseph, why was Joseph noted as someone that the Lord was with? Can I tell you that Potiphar and the jailer were not spiritual guys? That in their prayer time, God said, you know what? My spirit is upon Joseph. Ooh, didn't know that. I guess I'll give him special privilege. No, I don't think it was that at all. I believe Joseph stood out from the crowd because he worked hard and he was honest. Why else would Potiphar put him in charge of everything if he could not trust him? The other slaves or other people that were working for Potiphar, you know, when Potiphar wasn't looking, they would have done things that would have been not respectful. Made dishonest gains, but not Joseph. He only ever did what he was asked to do and he was trustworthy in that. Guys, you and I need to set an example for what it means to work with integrity. Again, God sees the little things. He sees when we're doing things and when we're not doing things. And can I just say, guys, they should never be in question our integrity in the workplace or in the volunteering world. 
you know what? We should be the most trustworthy people. We should be the people that your employer has no problems giving you keys to the business because they know they can trust you. Guys, this is, this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. We can be trusted. Can Jesus be trusted? Yes. We trust him with our lives, don't we? And in turn, God says, I want you to be people that others can trust because that's part of what it means to look like me. People can trust you. There's integrity about our lives. The last thing that we see in this passage of Scripture, it says, Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair. Because you know that you also have a master in heaven. And I realize this last point might be for a, a few people here, not everyone. But if God has put people under our care, we need to demonstrate Christ in how we direct them, how we lead them. Not exploiting, not treating harshly, not unjust, not rude. But can we be people, managers or, or business owners or, or people that are, have that influence of being generous, of showing compassion, being fair in, in dealing with them, being considerate? Again, it comes back to this perspective of we're never the top of everything. God is still above us. And you and I will still give an account one day for how we treat the people that are entrusted to our care. This is a responsibility. And again, how we work, whatever, whatever realm that we're in, whether we're at the bottom or at the, we're at the top, do you know, we still serve a higher king, a higher purpose. And all of us need to give an account at some point for how we did our job, how we just lived out our Christian faith in the daily day, in the daily, uh, the daily things. When faith is at work in the marketplace, we shine for Jesus. And can I tell you, when we shine for Jesus, it gives us a place to share our faith as we stand out. You know, I think for you and I, our, our voice of change, our voice of faith, our voice of seeing God do the supernatural things starts from a foundation of us doing the practical. Can I say there's no point showing up for work trying to preach to the people beside you if you're not doing your job properly. I believe that disqualifies you from a Christian witness that you would have. But if you show up for work, you're on time, you're doing a good job, you've got a great attitude, you're working hard, you, you shine because of your work ethic, do you know what? You give a voice in people's lives because they see you're the real deal. Our faith needs to be accompanied by our works. And this is where we started from. Faith without works is dead. And you know what? The world around us can recognize dead things. And if they see, you know what? Your faith is, does not line up by your deeds. Then your faith is really dead. And dead things stink. Don't they? Self-righteous people stink. Because it's not the real deal. But I tell you, if you're alive... And you're shining bright in dark places. Maybe in jobs that are not very nice to do, but you're shining for Jesus. Do you know what? That shines out. And that verse we see in Scripture where we, we let our light shine before him, and that they may say, see your good deeds and praise the Father in heaven. We desire to see God do the miraculous. But it starts with being faithful with the practical. This is the fruit that other people can see and tell that we belong to the Lord. I really pray that every member of Center Church is shining for Jesus in the marketplace.
That's my prayer. My prayer is that people would, would note every person in this church thinking, what is it about you? Every day, you're just this person that stands out. Guys, this is the challenge. You know, there are moments, even as we run the business, there are moments where I do not want to be a Christian in how I respond to people, in how I respond to situations. I don't always want to be the loving pastor. Jesus, you know, I've had difficult moments where I, the Spirit calls me to do one thing and everything in me wants to do the very opposite. Come on, guys. In our employment, there are moments where we do not want to be like Jesus. Just for a day, we prefer to be like Satan and just do something else. But you know what? We need to resist that urge. And we need to listen to the Holy Spirit in those moments and respond to Him. Invite God to be part of what you're doing on a daily basis. Pray about your job. Pray about what you're doing. God, give me wisdom with, with what I'm doing. May your favor shine on my life because of my integrity. Help me to be honest. There are moments, can I tell you, in every employment, we have an opportunity to not be honest. There are always moments to not be truthful. And you know, sometimes we can do something that no one would ever find out. But I can tell you, we're ultimately working for God, and He always finds out. He always knows what's going on. So there's no point even trying to pretend it's not there, not happening. Guys, we need to be people that are working with integrity, the people that anyone in our workplace could look to you and say, you know what, you're a that's a trustworthy person. That's someone I can, I can talk to, I can count on. We have a, something to bring. But it starts in the practical things. And I believe even when God gives supernatural wisdom, even in the job place, you know what? People will know, where did that idea come from? Where, did, where was that thought? Where did you get that from? Well, I prayed about it. How about bringing faith into it in that sense? God revealed something. There was a problem. I didn't, we didn't know what the answer was, but I prayed and God gave us a word of wisdom for this situation. You know what? Can I tell you what? If the gospel comes through in a practical way, in this way, do you know what? People will take note that you've been with Jesus. Faith needs to be at work. Otherwise it's dead. And not... In closing, I guess my heart is, is that we would respond. And again, we can't maybe change our attitudes and actions of the past. Maybe right now you feel, I feel like the spotlight's on me right now. You know, we can't change what we've done, but we can make a decision that we're going to honor God in what we do from this point forward. But that's what we can do today. And in a response to that... I, Again, I know that in this place and in Brighton, that people are in all different contexts. But we can make a decision of God. I want my faith to be in action. Whether I'm volunteering or whether I'm in employment, I want my life to shine for you. And understanding what the scripture means about that, I think an appropriate thing would be to stand up as a response saying, God, I'm in. I'm in. If you're an employer, I'm in. If you're someone who's wherever in the pecking order of your organization, I'm in. I want to shine for you in the practical things. If that's you today, and in Brighton as well, I want you to stand with me. 
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.